Welcome to Postscript World on Fire Season 1. This is the penultimate episode, e- episode 6. I'm Fred Fijan along with Matt Wilson. Hey, Matt. Hi, Fred. How are you today? I'm stressed. This was, this was a stressful episode. A, a Not lot an of, easy watch. The last two or three have been, yeah. well, all of them have been stressful, yeah. but this... It's a drama. It's a war drama. It comes uh, with rules, probably. Uh, yeah. yeah. My, my hands were sweating right. through the, the whole episode. It just, you know, I didn't like how things ended. Um, but I guess as, as we're dealing with the penultimate episode, if I could say it correctly, um, we'll, uh, we'll run into things like this. So these, these next to last penultimate is a great word. These next to last episodes tend to go in a couple flavors. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're big action set pieces, leaving the last episode for cleanup, wrap up. Didn't really feel like that was the case. There was no big conflict or war now there's a few small threads we can talk about the rosslers come to mind yeah we had to um, talk about the rosslers there are a couple new characters that show up yep. just like in the last episode and i'm like this is we're getting close to the end of this series right. how are we adding new people now this also didn't feel like a traditional episode like building up to a big moment in mm-hmm. the final episode because everything mm-hmm. is just kind of trending along <laughs> now we do see harry potentially well not potentially uh, going back out and I chuckled a bit when his new boss said, you might find yourself in Poland or France, mm-hmm. which is exactly where all the other characters we still care about mm. are living. And again, note, Germany is right between Poland and France, so getting from one to the other would be an interesting experience. But but I think I really want to dig into the story of the Rosslers. <sighs> this is uh, obviously heartbreaking in all kinds of ways. Um but I think what they're trying to teach us through this, besides the fun of watching dramatic shows and, and all the pain that comes with that, is just how bad the Nazi party was. Yeah. Um, folks that are familiar with George Orwell, who actually got a name drop in an earlier episode, uh, in his Ministry of Truth theory, you kind of see that playing out here during the interrogation scenes where um, you know they are making... I believe it's Claudia. I'm blanking on the name, but Air Rossler, the, the wife, yeah. I believe it's Claudia, um, repeat lies to herself about the most mundane things. Milk. About milk, yeah. Milk. And how and, it and, tasted awful. Right. Apparently. No, it's great. Tell yeah. yourself it's great. I will tell you it's great. Um, because any any sign of distrust, any sign of dissatisfaction with reality is taken as a statement of lack of faith in leadership. Right. And so they don't allow that and they beat it out of you in essence. Right. Uh, and and it, there's no currency about her son is fighting in this war as a Nazi. What is the, the husband's name? Uwe. Uwe. Yeah. Thank you. Um, a little German in high school coming I in handy with this show. Yeah. yeah, and I had zero, that's so right. that's also showing. Um, <laughs> uh, but he... he Pledged allegiance to the party, right. to the Nazi party, uh, but that didn't seem to get all him the good very it far did either. Yeah, um, to protect, essentially, to protect his daughter. Yeah, uh, he's a good man. He's a bad liar that got him into some of the trouble. Uh, well, his yeah. own choices, obviously, uh, with dealing with uh, Frau Pressler, I believe, at Pressler? his at his company. Um, you knew that was yeah. just not going to end well. Too many witnesses, too many snitches. We got Frau Klopp living next door that I'm sure is passing on everything. Klopp. Who had the yes. temerity to walk into just, their yeah, apartment just to in, see what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> We didn't see her last episode. No, we figured we maybe that was the end there, of her. Yeah. But then she shows up right at the right moment here to be like, gosh, I knew 
She was coming I, I back. Think she she had, was going to be yeah, trouble. Yeah, I think she had a lot to do with all that. And he thinks so too. He actually screams at her, uh, I will kill you. Pretty uh, blatant stands of his perception on this. But I'm, I'm in a way glad that Nancy was there. She talked him back through the realities of it. Um, the only thing he has left is his son, mm-hmm. and, and he probably needs to make Close. decisions. Yep. Mm-hmm. To. Uh, protect him as he's still out there actively in the war. And we saw from an early episode on the fence about things to some degree. Um, yeah. Maybe um, a yeah, threat see, of humanity in there. But. When he pa- yeah, crossed, paths crossed with uh, Cassia, yeah. who we didn't see at all. I mean, like for a split second this episode, well, Jan was having a bad dream. All right. Uh, but not to get off course. No, no. Sorry. So let, let's pivot to that because Cassia is, it's, it's about 26 minutes in the episode. We finally see her in this episode. Going back to episode one and, and thinking about what this series could end up being, I felt maybe it would be more complicated. Well, it's complicated, but this this has become Harry's story, I think. Okay. Purely Harry's story in my mind. Cassia, I thought in, in what we saw in the first few episodes with her, her bravery, her strength, I, I really thought we'd kind of see more of that play out. And we do, certainly in the last episode, we see her sort of, I've, I've referred to her as Black Widow at times. Mm-hmm. She's kind of moving into that role of a, a freedom fighter. She has a very small part in this episode, and I think it's, it's very real, but it's just a moment with her in utter brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she, her mom, her dad, her older brother she saw but is gone. Her younger brother she sent away. Uh, um, yeah, yeah so, so as far as she knows, she's all alone. Right. And she pulls out the picture, and the picture is, I believe, the only bird watch we have of this episode. I don't think we see an actual <laughs> You know, I've been looking bird. very closely. Uh, but yeah, other so, than the credits and then that moment, yeah. yeah. No no living birds. Right. Um, and I wonder how much of that is that she misses Harry or just that everything. It doesn't even matter. Because I, 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 it's not clear if he's ever thinking about her anymore. Yeah, I mean, the only... I, it feels like Harry's thinking about her in the context of the complication he's made with Lois. I mean, right. you can see him just pause or slow to decide something because he's just sorting that. It seems to be sorting that through in virtually every episode. But right. my take with Cassia is that she's just lamenting how life was and how it will never be again. Yeah. Um, you know, her a majority of her family is gone or somewhere else and she has no idea if she'll ever see them again and it's just a gut-wrenching thought yeah. and, you know just think that that that's it she's in this war-torn uh poland and you know the next day is not a guarantee yeah. and just living the life like that yeah i can't imagine um but if it's harry's show then let's talk about harry a little bit um, okay. He gets back home, so he gets off of the beach at Dunkirk, which we weren't sure about, but obviously we, we connect the dots now. Um, he brought a, a colleague, Demba, one of the Senegalese mm-hmm. soldiers, brings him back to his house. So Rabina gets to meet Demba, and Jan is there still, of course. She has a great line where she looks at Harry and says, do you think I'm lonely? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you keep bringing these strange the people back souvenirs. to the house. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and and like in through the first half of the episode, she seems to play that kind of comic relief. Yeah, you know, which is it's good. been a role her characters stepped into at times. Yeah, uh, buttressed by the old Rubina showing at times of her mm-hmm. prejudices. Her, I, I wonder if down the road Harry will be able to break her out of some of that, given all the contact she's getting. Um, and we also get a line, a throwaway line by her, but uh, just speaking of the civilization of the Germans because they didn't bomb Paris, which is a really low bar to. 
Right. All of a sudden they're softening because they didn't destroy Paris. Right. Yeah. Um, Harry gets a, a few other small scenes. He gets a quick, um, does he shoot? Does he connect with Lois in this episode? Yes. They, yep, they okay. were talking cause they brought, um, the, the Sengalese, uh, to the uh, train station, yeah, right, and they go together, yeah, and then they just kind of are wandering around a little bit. And Lois, at that point, is That's like, right. you know what? I don't need your help. I don't need you. Let's just be done with this. It goes even worse than that. I know. Remember, there's a great yeah. line in there too. Harry says, "What will you tell the baby about me?" Oh, that you're dead. Yeah, that you're dead. <laughs> Died in the war. It's a war. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's not a far-fetched story. Which yeah. you know, so Lois has a plan. Doesn't yeah. need Harry. Um, actually has, uh, it, it's tough to judge her interest in, uh, our pilot friend Vernon Hunter, but he does show up again. He does, trying to defend her at one moment, yep. uh, it, through a misunderstanding, but, uh, she seems to be <laughs> impressed with his interest in defending her honor. Yes, I impressed. I, he makes a strong pitch to her at the very end, and I, I, I couldn't judge her reaction. She doesn't say anything, so she doesn't go on record with any sort of response well i mean for the time we've now known lois you know um she was is probably well she is still bent out of shape about harry and so she's probably very protective and probably tentative about entering into a new relationship i don't blame her yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, trust might be an issue trust the men people she doesn't know involved in the war she understands the risks with that probably not trying to be too attached to someone that might right get shot down in the next flight or whatever. So, yeah, don't envy any of these characters anything. Everybody is in a rough situation um, with a lack of good choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, Makes it difficult. We do get a few small mysteries solved. For example, the relationship between Connie and Eddie, which was teased in the prior episode. We wondered if they were siblings, perhaps. But no, I think they're they're, married. They're married or at least romantic interests, yep. Um, we see Jeff again. Remember Jeff? Jeff is a shell shocked soldier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah Lois uh, yep. helping him. Yeah. Uh, and I think that circles us back around to what took up a good chunk of the episode. Oh, Before we get to Webster and yep. Albert, uh, don't forget, Tom's still alive. Tom is still alive. Yeah. And we actually see him first yeah. with Webster. With Webster. Now, so that's yeah. a good. Uh, uh, that works. Yeah. So Tom is still alive. <laughs> we weren't sure. We saw him uh, kind of get strafed across and thrown to the ground at the end of the last episode. Set up as a little bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, what makes me intrigued by all this is the big escape plan that the doctor uh, comes up with involves faking paperwork of Tom's death. Mm-hmm. That paperwork is probably going to make its way back to England to some degree. And I fear oh. for Tom's father. Yes. We'll see where that goes. I don't know. Oh, Again, Ford Douglas, who's been just a wreck this, the past three or yep. four episodes. Now. We should share. We, we're we're going through this live. I have not watched the last episode of the season. This yes. is not a, a, we have no a idea sneaky little here. teaser. This is pure speculation. Um, so somewhere between Paris and Dunkirk in that 270 kilometers worth of land was a field clinic medical hospital that the, the Dr. Webster set up shop for a while with Albert and Henrietta. They actually took most of their staff along. Mm-hmm. Um, that is where they briefly met um, Harry and, and some of Harry's men, at least. I think Harry was there. And the, the shell-shocked men. Yeah. Right, yep. Um, and then picked up Tom and brought Tom back from that field clinic to Paris. Yeah. We know now that Paris has been uh, invaded and taken over by the Germans. So this puts us at least uh, June 14th of 1940. Quick little history. They, bit. they seem to have commandeered uh, their living location. Commandeer everything. Yeah. yeah, they're taking over the hospital in essence. Um, 
they took over all the prime real estate, so the fancy hotels. And then about two-thirds of the episode, we learned they just start taking over people's houses. Yeah. So both Albert and Webster's homes, um, the Knoxes just moved in. Right, so we find Albert kind of in prison. Yeah, it looked um, like a, a camp, uh, some sort of prison. Um, they took him, I think, from the either from the jazz club or from his house, doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, he is uh, imprisoned along with some other solar uh, prisoners of war slash just uh, civilians. Mm-hmm. Um, through the help of a somewhat sympathetic Nazi, and I think that guy's name is Sieber, um, who sort of advises and steers Dr. Webster away from challenging confrontations into safer spaces to talk, for one, yeah. and also gives him some information about how and where to find, find Albert. Albert. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to guess motivations here. I, I, yeah, again, there are... Read. Yeah, there, there will be people in the German ar- army or Nazi party that will have sympathies. Or it's like reasonable music, to think. Maybe. Right, maybe just was <laughs> jazz music. Yeah. Maybe he understood the relationship at a somewhat deeper level because of some sign or whatever. Uh, maybe he had information, but clearly has a little bit of apparent sympathy and wants to try to help. Webster does end up at this prison talking to Albert, mm-hmm. uh, and Albert is very hesitant to try any sort of big escape plan. Right, he's like, "Don't, don't do anything that's going to jeopardize your life. Don't, right. you know, let's leave well enough alone." Right, it's um, unlikely to work and would just make things worse. Right, where is, gets, is, where is he going to go to if he gets out of there? Right. Um, so that, that's where that is left. It's been a, a difficult to watch that play along as well. It is starting to tie together, you know, the mystery of why this character even existed back in the early episodes and seeing some of these themes coalesce. Well, Nancy's his aunt? Yeah, I believe it's aunt. aunt, aunt and, um, that's my New England showing. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have, you know, I was thinking, like, we haven't seen any reconnection there for whatever reason. I mean, actually, Nancy has... I mean, although she was part of the story with the Rosslers, I feel like her role is kind of pulled back. Like she was very front and center early on mm-hmm. in the in the series. Yeah, she's acting almost like a narrator at times because of the the news reports. It, mm. it allows a That's nice a sort of voiceover her story mixed in with other action. Um, I <laughs> I have a completely unlikely conspiracy theory about a character named Randy, who's that second pilot. Okay. Um, <laughs> Early, I think in the last episode, there's there's a weird little side conversation. He he says he's Canadian, but people are suspicious and think he's actually American, pretending to be Canadian for whatever reason. I was going to say what? Okay. In this episode, <laughs> he mentions he has a brother that's in France, Ooh. and we don't know Randy's last name. Okay. Well, we got one more episode to figure this one out. I, yeah. If the brother's a doctor, I'm going to throw this microphone. Uh, it would just be the next of these sort of really intricate coincidences. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fiction. It, it is happen. fiction. It's fine. Right. All these characters seem to bump into each other at some point. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see. You know, if you asked me what uh, my, the title of this episode sure. was, I was wait. See, I was prepared. Oh, I should have. With a really stupid answer, too. Um, where is Gregor's? That was going to be my Where point. is Gregor's? He's in England somewhere, we think. He was able to get on a boat? We don't know. He, Last we, we knew, Tom him. was threatening him. No, we saw Gregor's finally in a boat with oh. with. Oh, that's Albert. right. Oh, right at the end of the episode. Never mind. Okay. No, with Eddie and with uh, Sergeant Stan yes. and those other two guys that went with Stan. Yeah, it was it was the whole Brady Bunch coming back in. Together. <laughs> right. So yeah, he's in England somewhere, I think. But we all don't right. see him all episode. That's interesting. Um, 
hard to see where his story goes from here because well, he doesn't know anybody. As far as we know, yeah. He's, as far as we know, he doesn't know anybody other than Jan, but he wouldn't even know. Right. Like, and Harry's that would be the most ridiculous thing for them right. to bump Stumble into each other. In, in well, maybe Manchester. Harry. You're right. They would yeah, know but, each other. Well, we think Harry's leaving, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's getting a parachute job out in either Poland or France that he's likely to not survive is, is the law. Yeah, and I didn't catch, what is his new boss's name? I, oh, I, I have it not... somewhere. It's it's. Uh, it was on the envelope. Yeah, Major Taylor. Major Taylor. Yeah, what a weird urinal-based job interview that was. <laughs> such an odd If you haven't scene. seen the episode, hopefully that alone gets you. No, it's a... A scene that takes place... Yeah. Amongst the urinals, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's very cloak and daggery. It's it's a unauthorized mission that Harry gets signed into because of his language skills, because of his survival instincts, combat experience. Because they know he forged some documents, right? Yep, he feels a bit of a survivalist. Um, they're going to send him with minimal equipment, no contacts, no support, uh, back out into the field with a parachute drop into we're told Somewhere. either Poland or France. Yeah, so. Well, to be seen, if he tries to find Cassia, if he even can, if he even goes in that direction. You think that's his motivation? I don't I don't think so. I, I again I, I haven't seen much from him that makes me think he cares. Like did he want to marry her out of that interest? Or well, did he get Nancy's talked into it because of Nancy's yeah. idea? Right. Was it just a way to try to get someone he liked out of a war torn or to be war torn country? Or was it work? true? Wait, how did that work? It didn't. Well, he got Jan out. I guess it's something. Yeah. Jan seems like he's doing okay. His English is getting better, which probably helps him feel like he's making friends and, and fitting in. Well, I hope his bird's still alive. We his haven't bird. seen the bird, so, so bird. I'm concerned. Uh, he clearly still likes Douglas, which is great. Yes. Um, a little bit of a father figure for a young man that clearly needs one. Uh, and that's where we're left at the end of, again, the penultimate episode six. A penultimate a, a drinking game. A penultimate. Drinking game. Yeah. We'll have coffee here. Cheers. Yeah, um, there you go. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot uh, maybe to be resolved in the next episode. Uh, we do know a season two is on the way. Uh, Matt and I will be here with you uh, dissecting those episodes as they come out yep. in the coming weeks. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Had we done this in 2020, 2020. when this first released, you know, what our attitudes be, would be knowing that It'd be a while till uh, season two where we're just going right into it. Here. Yeah, if I if I knew we had one episode left and all of these sort of dangling dangling threads, I I I don't know how they're going to tie this up. It yeah. is interesting to see a three ish, well production schedules aside, a three ish real time lag between mm-hmm. season one and season two. Jan will be a lot older. The, the yeah, the, the actor, let's say that that played the character. Uh, others, of course, too. But yeah, I was going to say, presumably everyone's going to be older. Well, sure. But thinking <laughs> character-wise and actor-wise, yeah. um, we'll see if they do any sort of time skip. I, I, I don't know what they'll do. We'll see. That's a, yeah, that's a good that. point. And it's also mo- more noticeable with kid actors, isn't it? When they that's, age. That's why I'm, sorry. I'm just okay. giving you a hard time. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we'll find out. But we'll find uh, out. episode seven next, and then we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. If you're uh, having fun, hopefully you are having fun with us, but we'd like you to join the party here, join the podcast. Uh, you can ask us questions, send your feedback, send your thoughts. A couple ways through email, postscript at WITF.org or just PS at WITF.org. You can find us on all of the WTF social medias, uh, and you can, uh, if you're intrigued in watching us instead of just listening to us, 
head up to the WTF Mosaic YouTube channel. You'll find videos there of all of PostScript and a whole bunch of other arts, culture, lifestyle content that we know you'll love. If you want to help us make more content like this, we hope you do. Please visit WITF.org slash mosaic for information on all of our programming and how you can, uh, again, help make more of this great content. And uh, be sure to join us for the final episode of season one that's coming up next. Matt and I will be here again to to wring our hands over what, <laughs> what we see in that. And then we'll be uh, along with you for season two. So stay close. We'll uh, be back in touch with you soon.